We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Once again, another time in his presence whilst we tarry around the world. It's good to see you all. Glory be to God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we'll forever thank you and bless your holy name. There's none like you that none beside you. Your children washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus this morning, O oh Lord, with our families, with our loved ones, we tarry, O oh Lord. We gather, O oh Lord, around this set, O oh Lord, hearing your holy word. But we ask, O oh Lord, that you speak to us through your holy word. Reveal yourself to us, O oh Lord. Come into our homes, fill the atmosphere, fill our lives, O Lord, do what you please. For it takes the Spirit of God that hovers in an atmosphere that fills the individuals and the spoken word of God that causes everything to be created. So we are believing you that today in hearing your word will never be the same again. We will understand you better. We will be able to walk with you. For two cannot walk together, two cannot agree. Except two cannot walk, except they agree. May we agree with you today through your word. Spirit of the living God, do what you do best. And I submit also the members of my body as an instrument of righteousness that you will use, O Lord, for for your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Desist in every maneuver and leave the children of God alone to serve the living God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, today I just want to continue from where we left off. I feel there's a few important things, and I'm going to make it as practical as possible. I'm just going to take probably about the most three portions of scriptures and read and talk about them. Amen. One, we read part last week, and I just want to place a lot of emphasis on this. So we call today's uh, the benefits of remembrance. There are so many benefits if you are someone that remembers things. Glory be to God. I mean, there are good things that you have to remember. There are scriptures that you have to remember. There are certain portions of scriptures that you always have to remember. Glory be to God. There are certain people that God sent into your life that you have to remember to the glory of God. Now, this is a must. Mandatory. Every one of you, please take note of this. Number one thing that um, last week we learned about the Ephesus church was that they were going down hill. Their relationship with Christ was declining. And out of that portion of scripture, there is a solution in there. What was the solution? So I call this point restoration. And we can do it in every form of relationship your relationship with your pastor, your relationship with your husband or your wife, your relationship with your children, your relationship, are you there? The things that you used to do that you do not do any longer, visit them, visit them because it's a high wisdom. Remember and visit them. Glory be to God. And let me just read this. In Revelation chapter 2, and I read 1 to 5 very quickly. It says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. 
I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst bear, cannot bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which says they are apostles and are not and has found them lies and has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Verse 5 says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Amen. I read that number, uh, verse 5 again. It says, remember, therefore, whence thou hast fallen. So meaning that remembrance is a secret. When you see any relationship going down, take stock. What are the things that was keeping this relationship? What are the works that was, what are the things, what is the things that is holding this relationship? Remember, remember, remember. Many times, many relationships, if we are a Christian, then it has to stand on the word of God. The reason why we are relating this way is that the Bible says it that way. The reason why we are in this partnership, either marriage, friendship, courtship, anything, is because we have the backing of the word of God. Because here he tells them that there is something that is empowering you, the candlestick, and I remove it. You remember Jesus telling us in Matthew chapter 5 that we are depicted at a candle. We are to show the light. In fact, in John chapter 1, the Bible says that the light shines. If we come and receive Jesus, what he's saying in verse 3 all through to verse 5 is that in, the, in, in him was light. And in him was life, I beg your pardon. And the life was the light of men. Verse 9 says that it is him that lighteth every man. How practical is these things? When you are living after the dictates of the word of God, when you are living after the details of the word of God, little would you know that you are lit. It's a figure of speech. You are lit. You are like a candlestick. It says that you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. So you find out that then, here, you will see clearly that we are serving a legal God. There are conditions for certain things to happen. And he says that the things that made you lit or the things it's your first love. When you first believed, the things that you were doing. So in the case of this church, and it's also speaking to every church, because out of all the churches that are mentioned here, it's a stage in every church's life. Every church finds himself in there. He says that, he goes on to say that, I know thy works, thy labor, thy patience, and how thou cannot bear. Then he goes on even in verse 6 that we didn't read, that he says that you hated the Nicolaitans, the date of the Nicolaitans, and even that, I also, I also hate it. You get it? So you find out that they were doing good things, good things, good things in relation with their relationship with God, uh, Christ or relationship with God. They were doing good things, then suddenly started slipping. Suddenly started slipping. Suddenly started slipping. And you find out that the same applies in every relationship. The same applies not only our relationship with Jesus, not only our relationship with God, but also with earthly relationship. Brothers and sisters, you find out that suddenly things that kept you together, things that kept us together as friends, things that kept us together as brethren, 
it begins to slip. People begin to harbor uh, unforgiveness and people begin to do all sorts of things. And here it comes to a point that Jesus is telling us that remember, remember, how come? How come this has come? Take stock and go back. Go back to your first love. And I believe that is a great secret. Glory be to God. I sincerely believe that is a great secret. It's one of the things that we believers, we should have it as part of our life, as part of our character to excel. Glory be to God. It's a great, 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 great wisdom. People may not understand how come. How come we are able to go this far? How come we are able to keep this relationship for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years? How come? These are the secrets. These are the secrets. When you see things going down the drain, just wait and take stock. Unless you don't recognize that things are going down the street. Unless you don't recognize that Satan blinds you and you do not see that, no, things are not as they were supposed to be. If you are living according to the details of the Bible, the things that have been written about a particular thing, about a particular relationship, the blessings thereof. Amen. Now that brings me to the second part. The second part you will see in the life of Jesus. Glory be to God. You will see in the life of Jesus, and I'll call this number two as the secret of Jesus. The secret of Jesus. And listen to me, I'm going to use various things to explain these things, and I believe that you will be blessed because you are already blessed. Pastor, how do you know I'm already blessed? Because Revelation chapter 1 verse 12 says that anybody that reads the book of Revelation or anybody that hears the book of Revelation or anybody that does the things that are written in the book of Revelation, you are blessed. Revelation chapter 1 verse 3. You can check it for yourself or I can read it to you. So you're already blessed. Sometimes when you get up practically, it's not only, you know, we have God uh, pronouncing blessing on us. Then also... In the case of Isaac and uh, Jacob and Esau, we had parents have the right to pronounce blessing. We have pastors have the right. We have communion having the right. Another way in which you will be blessed practically read is Revelation chapter 1 verse 2. It says, blessed is he that readeth this and also heareth this account. Then also doeth the things that are written in there. So the moment you are hearing me, I've read from Revelation chapter 2, 1 to 5, you are blessed. Whether you like it or not, have it in mind that you are blessed. Force it. Keep it in memory that you are blessed. Keep it in memory. Keep it in whatever you find yourself, you are blessed because you are hearing it. Unless you stop your ears, you are definitely blessed. You are definitely blessed. You are definitely blessed. And give it time and you will see practically that these things are true. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody being blessed? Now, number two, the secret of Jesus the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, and I'm going to read 1 to 3, or probably 1 to 4 very quickly, but ideally 1 to 3. The Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which doeth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race which is set before us. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, verse 2, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand 
of the throne. Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be weary and faint in your mind. He have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Let me just stop there. But what is this verse of scripture trying to say? This verse of scripture is trying to tell us that, you know, with this life, so long as we are living, the unseen realm is watching us. We are compassed about with a great multitude, whether demonic realm, spiritual, um, godly realm, whatever. But I believe it's godly realm. But the Bible says that they are watching us, cheering us on, cheering us on, cheering us on. Then it goes on to say that there are things that makes our race difficult. If I and I, you know, if we are, you and I, I mean, are in a race, it depends on how empty we are. How empty we have, we have emptied ourselves. Supposing we are to run 100 meters and you are carrying a chair and I'm not carrying anything you will find out that probably you could run faster than I, but because you are carrying a chair, that weight that you are carrying would. Then it goes on to say that there are sins that beset us. You know, here is writing using athletics. You know, the home of the Olympic Games was Athens, where Paul was. And it was a lot of his writings, especially to the current, and that he uses athletics, he that ran at a rate, ran at all. So many things. Are you there with me? Because those times, athletics was quite famous. And that was where, how come they have an Olympic game up to these days? Okay, now this is just besides the point. But in a race, right, what is expected of us beginning the race is that whoever it is who is officiating a particular event will say, on your marks, that every one of you, there is a mark drawn, and you have to be on your mark. Then he says the second thing, command will be, get set. Get set, get ready to jump, get ready to run, get set. Then you find out that the athletes live themselves. Then either a gunshot or the word go, they start running. Now, if he says that there are certain things that beset us, meaning that we are running a race, Everybody has his rate. Probably you are supposed to be this in the marketplace. You are supposed to be this minister. You are supposed to have this ministry. Everyone has a rate. But sin is something that it besets us, that you are just ready to start and keep going. But then suddenly, it's like you have not even started. You have to begin all over again. You have to be on your mark again. And just as you are about to go set a force last, they say, then something besets you. Then you have to start all over again. Then the race, your race is never beginning because of sin. Are you there with me? Then he goes on to say that we had to look at Jesus, how Jesus did it. Okay? But here he goes on to say, Jesus was able to do it without sin. Jesus was able to do it and do his assignment very well, finish on the cross and say, Tetelestai. Tetelestai means, apparently in Aramaic language, that it is finished. It is finished. That I was able to finish what the Lord God called me to do, asked me to do. I have done it and I've done it perfectly. The Bible tells us in the book of Mark that he did all things well. 
perfectly, having no school. He did all things well. Are you there with me? Now, so looking onto Jesus, meaning that Jesus is our example. Jesus had in memory certain things. And what are some of the things that Jesus remembered? The Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, that means that Jesus was looking at the promise of if I'm able to accomplish this on earth, I am going to sit at the right hand of the Father God. The condition was that if I'm able to accomplish this, I'll be, I have the right to sit at the right hand of the Father God. So, if you have that as your focus, remember, 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 because life is such that there are so many things. Look at Jesus. He was rejected. So many things happened. Even his brethren, his own brethren that he lived with, eat with, and move with, at a point didn't believe him. People ran away. People, his own people betrayed him. So many things, so many when his cousins said John the Baptist was cut off. How would you feel when your loved one died? How would you feel? Meaning that there are certain promises that when you set, you want this breakthrough. God has said that when you do this, this will be the outcome. And I'll give you an example. An example is probably being filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew perfectly that According to Isaiah chapter 61, there are certain things that I am to do. The Messiah is to preach to the meek. The Messiah is to bind that broken heart. The Messiah is to deliver people from captives. And I cannot do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, looking at Jesus fulfilling this verse of scriptures, the things that Jesus went through, and practically think. Was it a day? No, it wasn't a day because the Bible says even after the John the Baptist experience in the Jordan, he was driven into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, which we believe that is fasting. Now, what would his earthly mother do? What would his earthly brethren do those times? But it was so much focus because the Bible says that he was looking onto the promise, looking onto the promise many times. We believe God for a particular verse of scripture. You come to church and we get a revelation into an insight that God is able to do this for me. And we get to know the conditions that are attached. But we forget. We start a day fasting. We start a second day fasting, a fourth day fasting. We go and listen to another program. Then the other, another verse of scripture jumps to us. And it overrule everything that we have done. Suddenly we forget that we are in a three days or we are in a four days fast or a 21 days fast for a particular breakthrough. Or something happens along the line. Is that something happening at work? Something happened in the neighborhood? Something happened in a loved one? Something happens to our loved one. And the Bible says that looking unto Jesus, the things, the things, the thing that couldn't stop him because he was always, 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 always have, having a focus of the answered prayer. I read again. You will understand this when I read the second and the third time. He said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand. So before, you know, to do, you know, one of his primary mission was to redeem us through the cross, taking what was due us through the cross. And the Bible says that it was so much focus that he endured. He despised a shame associated to, to it. 
and now he sat down at the right hand of God. Then another thing that was also said to him was that consider him that endure contradiction of sinners. You know, one of the things that in our world today we see is that sinners rather thinks they know better. Or the world thinks they know better than we Christians, what we are doing. There are so much contradiction. So, 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 so much contradiction. Recently, what is happening right now? Are you there with me in America, among Christians, and this, their president? So much, so much contradiction of scriptures. So much contradiction of scripture. And everywhere, almost everywhere that you turn to. But the Bible says that even Jesus' time, he endured such contradiction of sinners against him. He endured such contradiction of sinners against him. You see, if you don't have in memory the promise, you don't have in memory a promise. Are you there with me? It affects your Christian life. You will see you have gone so far, but you don't have any verse of scripture fulfilled in your life. One of the things that we always have to keep in memory, apart from believing God, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to. It takes days for the power to come. It takes days. It takes days and concentration. Always remembering. Always remembering. Referring. Referring to that promise on a daily basis. Referring to that is your own secret prayer. That is your own secret prayer. You want that to be fulfilled. You want that to be fulfilled to stop certain demonic attacks that are happening to you. Another thing too is that you see, you have to be aware that God can start a good thing according to Mark chapter 4, and Satan will come and plant his seed, spoil what God has started. Are you there? With that in mind, every Christian, unless you forget, don't wake up one day and say that who has done this? How come God has blessed me with this and this thing has happened? Because the enemy, 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 we always have to remember that the enemy is always trying, always trying to undo what God has done. Always trying, and you see, if we have this as a Christian, if you know this as a Christian, you don't forget. You don't just sleep and say, I've gone three days without praying. It's scary. I've gone four days without praying. I've gone five days without reading my Bible. I only read my Bible once a week. Because we forget. The Bible says that when Jesus went to the synagogue, which is our church, he took the scrolls as his custom was. As his custom was, meaning that it was a habit. It was his habit. Are you there with me? Looking unto Jesus. These are the things that we have to be looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Jesus was, you know, this is another way. Another way of telling him that Jesus had certain focus in life. And to have focus, you have to remember certain things that you want. Are you there with me? Because it, it wouldn't come after the first day. Certain relationships just don't just happen. Just don't just happen. Is somebody hearing me? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. A lot of the prayers, a lot of the things that we believe God for. Even King David says, which probably I'll say, in, I would expand it in the next verse of scripture. But he says that it is the retention of the word. In Psalm 119, he says that it is the retention of the word that has caused me not to sin. Somebody will say, how come I don't sin? How come I don't sin? How come I don't sin? I can't help it from sinning. I can't help it. Are you there with me? It is the retention of the word that stops one from sinning. It says, this word have I hid in my heart, which I will say in the last part. Is somebody hearing me? Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Every time you have to be mindful of particular things. 
mindful of particular things. I'll give you another example. Supposing you are believing God, you have seen a verse of scripture which says, you know, this is expected of you. Are you there with me? And this can be yours. You can have a family of believers. You can have a family of healed um, saints. You can have this and that, and you are believing God. Now, what does Philippians tell us? Philippians says, yes, we have the grace. We have the right. It is biblical to supplicate. He said, be anxious for nothing. Philippians chapter 4, from verses all through. He said, be, be anxious for nothing. By in all things, true prayer, supplication. Supplication means your supplication, what you actually need. Probably, what do you need? Are you there with me? Financial breakthrough, what do you need? Peace, whatever you need. Be anxious for nothing. But be that true prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God. So supposing even you have had a dream or supposing you are believing God for a particular kind of peace, a particular kind of home, a particular kind of financial breakthrough, and you are believing God. The Bible says that you do not stop until the peace of God has come. And sometimes you raise the topic. You are mindful that God, this man, this is what I need. I need this breakthrough. Are you there? In order for you not for the sixth day, irrespective as you are going to work, somebody challenge you, your husband annoyed you, your child annoyed you, you have to be mindful of that thing you are believing God for. That is your work with him. And upon every remembrance, you thank God. Thank you for answered prayers. Because you have prayed, you have made, you have sacrificed about an hour or so, praying to God about it. And ever since the peace came, that you are thanking God until the fulfillment of that thing. That is how to do it. You have to be mindful of God. You have to be mindful of his promises. The Bible says that Jesus' secret was that there was a joy that was said. The joy was that the outcome of a particular action. If I go on the cross, I will end up at the right hand of God. If I'm able to do the way at every stage of my life, I'll be, I'll be pleasing to God. If I'm able to fast, the Holy Spirit will come and back me to do what I'm supposed to do, the supernatural things that I'm supposed to do. Are you there with me? But many times with us, we do so many things. As he said, I don't know whether it's biblical, jack of um, all trade, master of um, none. But we have to be masters. We have to be witnesses, true witnesses. We can pick a particular verse of scripture that this has been fulfilled. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down. Oh, this cause, Father, I gave, and it shall be given unto me throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year. I gave to this cause. Keep on remembering him. Keep on reminding him. You yourself don't forget of what you have given. I gave this. I gave this to this project. I gave this to this man of God. I gave this offering. Your word says, give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, president. And that was the lifestyle of Jesus. That was the lifestyle of Jesus. There were so many things. I mean, just imagine they come and tell you that your cousin is dead. And what type of dead was that? He was executed. His head was cut off. The Bible says that Jesus' response was that let us go to the other town. Let us go to the other town. When they got there, they rest. They rested. Whether they had something to eat, they had a little fellowship, and they continued. Why? Because he was mindful. He was mindful of the things that have been written about him. Mindful of the things that were written about him. There was a time that John the Baptist sent to ask whilst he was in prison that, are you the Messiah? I'm a bit confused. Or is there another one to come? The Bible says he took Isaiah 35 and he began to tell, quoted it and tell John the Baptist. And the book of Luke actually says, at that very hour, Everything that was said about him in Isaiah 35, he performed it as an answer. He said, go and tell John what you see and hear. 
Glory be to God. Meaning that, you see, there is something deep, are you there with me, which God is revealing unto us. I mean, what verse can you say has been fulfilled? You see the promises of God. When you have a day's Bible, it says that we have 3,000 promises. Which of them can you say that has been fulfilled? Because you start and you forget. 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 Beginning of the year, beginning of every month, we were prayed for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. The Bible says goodness and mercy shall follow. Goodness and mercy shall follow. Goodness and mercy shall follow. Yes, you can go to other meetings. You can go to other prayer meetings. But in your life, make sure that goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. Goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. Oh, Father, thank you. Father, I thank you, God. There's a verse who says, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Say, you set a table before me in the presence of my enemy. These are the things. These are the things that you have to hide in your heart. And these are the things that forms a relationship. In fact, that is God. You are putting God in you if you can only take it. Glory be to God. I believe somebody is being blessed. Now, let me give you the last point. Number three, the word of God or remember God. Why do I say the word of God, remember God? In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, this great man that God blessed with so much wisdom, so, so, so much wisdom. But Jesus says a greater wisdom than Solomon. So just imagine, just imagine the wisdom that we are exposed to because we can look at Ecclesiastes and study. The spirit of God will point out all the attributes of wisdom that was given Solomon, then top it up with that of Jesus. In Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, Remember now, now, thy creator, in the day of thy youth, whilst the evil days cometh not, nor the years draw nine, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Glory be to God. That means I come to a point that I'm not, rather I'm not happy. But remember your creator now. Now, what does it mean to remember your creator? Remember God now. What does it mean to remember God now? Are you there with me? What does it mean to remember God now? For us, we are more than blessed. King Solomon could have break it down. But we thank God that through the scriptures, we know that God is the word. We know that God is the word. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He goes on verse 2 to say, there was nothing that was made without the word. The Bible says that through him, are you there with me? Through him, all things were made. The Bible says that in him, verse 4 says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And this light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. Are you there with me? So anytime you are dealing with the word, the Bible says, remember your creator, remember the word, remember the word, remember the word. Because there will come a time. There are times called evil days. Now, 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 remember, remember, remember. And you find out that uh, the memory, the memory, the memory, that is what makes this relationship rich. Our relationship with God, our ability to remember, remember various things. Remember, remember, remember the word. Remember the word. Remember God means remember the word. Remember God means, remember your creator means remember the word. Everything. The Bible says without him there was not anything made. What do you want? It is the way that will make it. Is somebody hearing me? What do you want? As I said earlier on, the psalmist says, how come I don't feel like sinning? Because it's the word that I've hidden in my heart. 
Are you there? The man of God, when we went for the retreat, the man of God was saying that sometimes when you are feeling, as a youth, when you are feeling certain things, you know what I mean? Certain um, burning and various things. It's as a result of the falling nature. Are you so you find out that it means that your salvation is questionable. The Bible talks about marriage. How come certain things? How come Moses wrote a divorce? Um, a bill of divorce, uh, divorcement or whatever to them. He says, so it's because of the state of their heart. That means that you cannot be on, you, you, you cannot mix. You cannot be on, um, you cannot mix. A believer has a different heart. Somebody who believes the word has a different heart. In many times, many times, all these years, 2021, 25 years of marriage, as young as I am. Glory be to God. But how did we go through? Weren't there difficult times? Yes, many difficult times. But as I take the word, as I hear the word, as I come to church, if there is anything brewing in my mind which is naughty, the word corrects me. If something happens at work that I'm not happy with, if there are challenges in life, how did you do it, Pastor? It was the word, the word, the word, the word. Either the minister, the man of God, who speaks something and straight away God will use it to control me. God will use it. And that is the secret. And that is the secret. That is the secret. So, 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 so much important. Irrespective, so, so much important. The Bible says that the reason why certain things didn't happen to certain people was that they erred, not knowing the power of God. What mistake do they... Do, because it is God that controls us. See, remember, remember, remember your creator. Remember your creator in the day. In the day. Now, in the day of your youth. Every time have the word controlling you. Let the word be the final authority. When there is any misunderstanding, anything, any, anything that makes you fret, anything that you are, it disturbs your peace, anything. Your peace should not be disturbed anyway. Because the Bible says that we are carriers of peace. You might not know, but you are a carrier of peace. How does this peace practically happen? The Bible says when we go into every home, we have the right, the grace to release our peace there. If there's a child of peace in that house, otherwise your peace will return to you. Do you benefit from that peace? Yes, when you pray, the Bible says that it was the peace of God. When you get a dream that you do not understand, that is troubling you. And you do not understand, I got a dream, but I cannot make head and tail of it. You can go to Daniel chapter 2. If God can reveal somebody's dream, how much more your own dream? And go to God and put him in remembrance, according to Isaiah 43, 26. He says, put me into remembrance. You did it for Daniel. And me, look at me. I've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I have a greater, a better covenant. Living under a better covenant, what was this dream? It was very disturbing. I don't understand what it means. How come my car? How come my rabbit? How come my dog? How come? What is this? I cannot understand. And the Bible says that God revealed it unto them. God revealed it unto them. The same God will reveal it unto you. But you have to remember that it is in the scriptures. It is biblical. Is somebody hearing me? Remember your creator. Remember your creator. Remember there is a God in heaven. Without him, there is nothing that can be made. Without him, there is nothing that can be made. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody being blessed? Glory be to God. Now, let me say a few things here. The Bible says in John chapter 2, the apostles, 
there were certain things that were written about Jesus. But the Bible says, in fact, let me read this. In John chapter 2, the Bible said that then they remembered that those things were written of him. Are you there with me? They went into, according to how John recorded it, they went into the house of God. And the Bible says that the house of God has been taken over by money lenders and sellers. Either it comes to a point, if we don't control the things that will happen in the house of God, just as it's happening in the evangelical church in America, evangelical Christians, so-called evangelical Christians in America that are claiming this and that and that, but do not believe the whole scriptures. They believe partially certain scriptures and are holding on tight to read that, yes, but how about the others that scriptures also say? And so it changes the church. That is how powerful man is. A pastor was there. A priest also was in a synagogue. Sooner or later, people started selling. People started selling. People started selling. The whole place turned into a marketplace. Jesus went and scattered it all. Changed it. Drove them out. But the Bible says that the disciples remember that these things are written of him, that the zeal of the house have eaten him up. Are you there with me? So he found out that even the Bible is a book of remembrance. The, our Bible that we have is a book of remembrance. He said, write it down. He said unto Moses, write it down and rehearse it. Let people, let people rehearse it. There was a time in Deuteronomy chapter 6, the Bible says that when they get into their home, they should write verses of scripture. They should write Never forget, and as you are walking by the way, when we are doing baby dedication, we tell people that when you are walking, this child, are you there with me? It's in Deuteronomy chapter 6. As you lie in your home, tell them about God. As you are walking on the way, tell them about God. At your doorpost in your house, put a verse of scripture, put something, put, remind yourself that there is a God in heaven. Those that flow in anointing and a certain form of anointing, every time they have in mind that they are not alone, because he says he will never leave you nor forsake you. You will never leave you nor forsake you. Every time, every time, every time, every, you know that you are not alone. As you are embarking on this journey, as you are driving this car, as you are making this move, as you are doing this business, every time be mentally, be mentally. The Bible says that he didn't faint. Jesus didn't faint in his mind. When even sinners, contradiction, sinners were, contradiction of sinners. Let us not be wary. Let us not be wary. Let me read that, that portion of scripture again. He said, looking unto Jesus. He says, consider him. Consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wary and faint in your mind. Be mindful that you are not alone. Be mindful that you are not alone. May God bless you and keep you. May God remember you. In the name of Jesus, may God bless the work of your hands. Be mindful that there is a God in heaven that has already blessed you, as I have said. So long as you have read Revelation, you are blessed. And may that blessing be practical. In the name of Jesus, I speak a blessing over your life. I cancel every plan of Satan. And I impose the blessing of God in your homes, wherever you are. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed and highly favored. Amen. Glory be to God. 
Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.